1: end of the century to play their farewell gig. That's right. We're talking about the Hard Rock Zombies this week on Horror Movie Night. We're joined by my favorite guest, my little brother, B. Kelly. Hey, Brian. How you doing, buddy? Aren't you glad I made you watch Hard Rock Zombies?
2: Of course.
1: (laughs) Now, Brian can attest to this because Scott's only like actually physically hung out with me for about five days in his entire life. How hard is it for you to believe that Hard Rock Zombies is a movie that I own and have seen a couple times?
2: I wasn't surprised at all. I think I'm fairly certain they've sold one copy. <laughs> <laughs> so I think
1: someone recommended Hard Rock Zombies to me. I think it was like one of these, like a friend was like, oh, you like bad horror movies? Like so bad it's good horror movies. You should check out Hard Rock Zombies. And I like looked online and a copy was like, three bucks and i was like all right i'll pay three bucks for like a blind buy and uh every time that i've ever watched it has been with a big group of people and i realized that this is a very different movie when you are sitting alone in your house watching hard rock zombies and is a real test of strength
2: it it was a real sad moment in my life i did get (laughs) excited i did get excited to see that it was starring ej curse and if you guys don't know who ej curse is he uh played Guy on one episode of Rules of Engagement, the TV series. That is, that is quite possibly
0: the deepest cut we've ever had on this show. Like, one episode of this show that nobody watched
2: except for you. And his, and his character's name is Guy. They didn't even give him a name.
1: The movie starts off the way that a lot of heavy metal horror movies start off, which is just with driving. Just, just a camera placed on a dashboard and people driving. Dude, that's what being a rock band is all about. That is, it's what the song, it's what "Faithfully" by Journey is all about. Speaking of Journey, this band sounds more like Journey than a heavy metal band or a hard this rock band. This was not a hard rock band at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a note that's like,
0: these guys are not like, there's nothing hard about them except maybe that mustache. Kissing <laughs> that mustache must be why they're called hard rock. Because it's, it's difficult to kiss a mustache.
2: It's like they based the hard rock band around Kiss if the only Kiss song they heard was Beth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Speaking of which... One of uh, Matt Kelly's favorite punk covers is a, is uh, No Use for a Name's cover of Beth, right?
1: It's really good, yeah. Is it? Interesting. Yeah. Right away, so the band's driving. We're hearing their music, which is very like, boom, boom, ba, boom, ba, heavy the entire time. Every one of their songs is like the same drum beat. Uh, and then it randomly cuts to uh, two midgets and a lady killing a dude and cutting off his hand while she sings I Want to Hold Your Hand. And, greatest uh, Beetle
2: reference ever. Yeah, like that was yeah. the greatest way to have a Beetle reference in a horror movie. <laughs>
1: uh, and this is where we see probably the most famous person in this entire movie. The one midget was in uh, *Sabrina the Teenage Witch*
2: as,
1: <laughs> as the midget that was in love it. with her aunt. Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: oh man. He's I knew like I recognized him,
1: him from something, yeah. but... He's he's at the start of Bordello of Blood. He's in Troll. That's what I remember him from. <laughs> in-
0: well, save that one for a, a bit in the yeah. future.
1: <laughs> Coming soon. And this is where we get to probably the third song in about 13 minutes in this movie. Uh, because nothing's happening. It's just them playing shows and then driving and then playing another show. And like every venue that they play at looks like it was shot in a living room, like the back, <laughs> like the backstage area. And Scott, I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on you for this. There is a quote when they have a bunch of groupies pop into the green room that I didn't get a chance to write down, but it seems like a quote that you would have stopped the movie to write down. Do you know what quote I'm talking about?
2: I think I know. Uh,
0: uh, <laughs> um, you're really putting me on the spot here, buddy. Um, how
2: about you, Brian? Do you know uh, what the one is I'm talking luscious about? Luscious Louis Underage Tits.
0: <laughs> yes! yes. 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 Sign those Luscious Underage Tits.
2: <laughs> Don't dot the I too hard. <laughs> See, the thing oh. was, you guys said there's a few scenes I could fast forward to. So, like, I fast forwarded through the song and then stopped and they were all naked. And I was like, whoa, I missed something. So, <laughs> so I rewound it and it turns out I didn't miss anything. Like, this song <laughs> is just naked.
0: <laughs> so before we get too much further, I, I actually finally opened up my notes, like, as you were asking me, like, did you write down that note? Do you guys think it's weird that the the the, the blonde murderess is dressed like a Flintstones
1: cosplayer at the, the beginning? Whole, the whole movie, she's... She's also, like, doing interpretive dance throughout the entire film. Like, that's, everyone in this movie's evil, and, like, she's supposed to be evil, but all she really does is hold a, like, hold a severed hand and dance. Like, that's her entire character trait.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And make Alfred Hitchcock references.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, that was bad. Uh, So, I love the fact that we're, like, two minutes in and I get a look at some hanging dong like there's no tits just hanging dong <laughs> and I'm like of course Matt Kelly picked this
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you know uh, there's no I know what you're into I have a note here and maybe it's because I binge watched every episode of Scooby-Doo as discussed last week this movie feels more like a Scooby-Doo movie than even the kiss meets the Phantom of the Park feels like a Scooby-Doo movie because for the first like half of this movie, it really is just like something spooky's happening, and then like doop doop like, like upbeat '80s music, and then like right back to like creepy stuff with like the oh, the this, this,
0: this soundtrack. I, <laughs> let's not even call it soundtrack, but the uh, the the music in quotation marks behind everything that's happening in this film is god awful. Yeah. like this oh, movie is god. the biggest pile of shit slapped together that we've watched in a long time. Do you know
1: what the story is behind the making of this movie? Because this makes a lot of sense.
0: No, I do know. Well, okay. Yes, I know the backstory because I looked it up and I was like, there has to be some reason. And the IMDb was helpful. Yeah. But no, it does not help the explanation of why this movie feels like it's three and a half hours long.
1: Yeah. So Brian, there is a movie that came out in 1985, the same year as Hard Rock Zombies, called like, what is it? American drive Through or American Grindhouse or something yeah, like, like that. American Gotcha. This was made – they were planning to shoot a 15-minute short film that was just going to be one of the movies that was playing at the drive-in in the movie American Drive-In. And then midway through it, they're like, fuck it. Let's just finish the movie.
0: Well, they were originally going to turn – this was supposed to be two movies, if I remember correctly, is that they were like, okay, we, we're going to do this 20-minute spot for American Drive-In. Wait, let's do two full movies. Oh, well, and they did. Instead. American
1: Drive-In is also a movie that came out. So that was the – oh okay. yeah that's what that IMDb is saying sorry yeah, yeah. okay uh so this like but here's the thing this movie's so convoluted that i don't think i mean the jokes barely land in a full-length version but i feel like as a fake movie that you're just seeing clips from i don't know if it would have worked either like it maybe would have been funnier if it's Obviously, we'll never know like what the original plan was, but if it's just supposed to be that all these things are happening at a drive-thru, and you're just occasionally seeing scenes from the movie, and it's just getting increasingly more bizarre every time it cuts to it, then I could see this working, because we haven't even gotten into what happens in this movie. No. This movie doesn't even get into what happens in this movie until literally like the 40-minute mark. Okay, so, so the... the Band shows up to this town that apparently is the town from Footloose, and like all music is banned, <laughs> um, or rock, yeah. rock music specifically.
0: Yeah, but we have to listen to that stupid ass like town hall meeting that's so oh, bizarre. Dude,
1: don't even that town meeting is so unnecessary in this movie. It's like they thought that there was this hilarious gag where they're like fighting over if it's a meeting or a gathering, and like they have to vote oh on my that. God. It's, Oh, it
2: is... That was so frustrating.
1: <laughs> but I don't understand why they
0: did it. And the people are, like, acting, quote-unquote, like they... I don't even know how to explain that scene correctly. I, it's just such a, a pain in the ass. Like, it, it is the dumbest, most unnecessary scene. And the people that are acting in it seem like they're in on the
1: joke. Yeah, it's, But I'm not.
2: I don't get Uh, it. This is a direct conversation from this movie that bothered me so much. This is word for word.
1: Don't you steal my my thunder, but go ahead.
2: I met a strange little girl. Then the girl says, strange town, strange little girl. And then the obvious follow-up question is, this town weird or something? To the response, (laughs) nothing weird here.
1: (laughs) What? Uh, So that isn't the line that I was hoping to say. The best line in this movie. So the band shows up in this town and they get arrested and there's like this young like thirteen year old girl that the lead singer is like flirting with. And he's like
0: Which makes this that 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 whole part of this movie really makes me super uncomfortable. Yeah.
1: But there's a scene where he's like talking to her through the jail cell like bars and he's like, You're a pretty cool chick and she goes, No He goes, Yeah yeah. She goes, No. He goes, no. He goes yeah, you are. And she goes, (laughs) no. he goes, you are. Like, it's so dumb. I was, that was the only part where I genuinely was laughing because I'm like, that, like, if this movie was more of that, like that, just every scene feels like it's, it's extra stuff that should have been on the cutting room floor, like, intentionally too long. Like, that would have been kind of funny.
0: Matt, you just want this movie to be fucking student bodies, but with hard rock zombies. Probably,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, there's an awesome line where, where you know, there's, she's telling them that, that they're not going to be allowed to play the show because H- Rock's... The loud music show! Yeah. And And he <laughs> says... <laughs> We're gonna make it, even if we're dead. And I was like, "Man, that is some solid foreshadowing." <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, the fact the fact that bothers me is there's a whole subplot and and song about statutory rape. And then the thing that makes me more yeah. uncomfortable is the song about statutory rape isn't terrible. It's like a very <laughs> it's like a very catchy song.
0: Well, it's, that song, I actually wrote a uh, a joke about that or a, a note. That what it reminded me of, because it sounds like another song, like a, a legit song. I can't remember. Oh, I, I, maybe I didn't write it down. But um, yeah, that song sounds like an actual legit, uh, like arena rock song from the early '80s. That I was like, wow, <laughs> uh, the, no wonder it's catchy because it's just ripping off an already catchy song. Yeah.
1: Um, so then we get so- introduced to the biggest, the biggest, like what the fuck in this movie? They're they're taken into this house. They're like, hey, come oh, stay God. in this house, and this is where we find out that there is both a werewolf woman that lives in this house and Adolf Hitler. Well, actually, the werewolf woman is Eva Braun. Yeah. So and so it's Eva Braun, and there's this awkward Hitler sex scene. Oh my god. Wait,
0: wait, wait. I have a line. Uh first of all, she's like, I don't know how uh I'm like, okay, old people screwing and then and this is before I realize he's Hitler, but I'm like, um this is this is a phonetic pronunciation of what he says because Eva is like um New Year's Eva (laughs) Eva (laughs) Uh so so they're laying in bed and they just finished banging and um they're all sweaty and he's disgusting and She's like, I can't believe that you can still have sex. And he's like, Easter vitamins, schlaparuna, zinc, and lisethin. And then their midget kids come in. And we've not yet mentioned the fact that the the guy that's not from Sabrina the Teenage Witch has like a weird face mask on and it doesn't really articulate at all. So he just looks like a kid in a mask at Halloween. Yeah. And they come in and they're like, they want to watch. And, and then – Adolf Hitler goes, like, No, no, that's terrible. That's so wrong. And then Eva Braun goes, Was wrong with Sivaj? The and then he's like, Okay. And so the midget kids watch.
2: No, you, Hitler
1: and Eva Braun have you're sex. You're missing the best line. He goes, They're so cute. How can you say nine? <laughs> <Like, laughs> <laughs> okay, this movie is awful except for when you make fun of it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, this is like I said, watching this with a group of friends. Fantastic. Watching this alone, what a struggle. But yeah. also,
0: watching this with friends is still probably incredibly uncomfortable because there's, like...
1: But that's the points where you just, like, start talking to each other. <laughs> like, you look okay. away from the, from the TV. Um, so this is where we discover that the lead singer has figured out... Oh, oh, oh. go ahead. Oh, I I've, I've, I've found
0: my note. <laughs> Brian, I know why you like that song. the why? The, the Jesse song. It sounds like I'll be
2: watching you it does it does which yeah. is a great song
0: i mean it, it was a great song until it got smashed into the ground in the late 90s by that cover uh or the 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 mashup the whoever that oh, rapper the puff daddy her, puff daddy. <laughs> daddy thank you he's not I love really that yeah, it's
1: about his yeah. dead friend it's
0: <laughs> show some goddamn <laughs> yeah, respect I to, Scott. i think that i was, heard that song as i pumped gas
1: like every <laughs> fucking week in I'm high just school. saying man like you better learn to love that song, because if you die before me, I'm definitely recording a cover of it in your memory. <laughs> um, I hope that I. I hope there is no afterlife. I hope I'm right about
0: this, and I because I'll just be fucking dead. I won't hear you sing. But you'll it. know.
1: You'll. I, I've told you right. now, and like you'll. I have to live the next however
0: many years of my life being like, fuck. Yeah. That's gonna happen one day. Well, like
1: it? I don't know. Like maybe here like i'll help you like i'll be like seems like yesterday I... we used no, to no, rock no, the show lace the track and you'd lock the flow hey matt <laughs> i've heard you rap many times and this is not the best no it's because i do not, i'm looking at the lyrics right now on on rap genius <laughs> and it's not helping me how the fuck is there a website called rap genius uh it's great it tells you what all the uh, background history is on the certain disses wow so this is where uh the bassist I think his name's Jesse, but I can't remember. No, no, no. Jesse yeah. is the name of the girl, isn't it?
2: No, I think Jesse's the bassist. I can't remember. It's I don't think really we know the name of the girl. Whatever. They, they're not worth. Hey, before
0: we go too much further, before like the, I think this is when they're having the um the argument about um the the argument about like they can't play the show. Yeah. You know what the statute that they that they agree on is? No. What. Uh statute 6969 6969 that's uh. the height of these fucking jokes <laughs> and then they have a goat fucking joke immediately following it it's so
2: weird and they and they refer to masturbation as self-abuse yeah. and then say and then the old guy starts laughing yeah <laughs> oh, god this movie infuriated me <laughs> So this
1: is, this is where they just randomly throw in that jesse somehow has figured out a baseline that will raise the dead um, okay, so
2: this is,
0: so we found out what Deathgasm really ripped off. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and then as soon as he figures out this baseline, thank God he records it right away. Uh, yeah. As soon as he figures out this baseline, we just get this like montage of death scenes that include like a sensual leg shower and someone reenacting Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre, but with, with, with a weed whacker. With a weed whacker. <laughs> I'm like, well, how, how is that weed whacker? whacker? The yeah, whole like... movie. He was holding an axe the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a weed whacker. And then the movie just stops mattering altogether because the, the girl like plays the baseline at their grave and they show up in the most awful zombie makeup you've ever seen. And they do this weird, slightly charming zombie march. Like yes, the zombie dance is the best part. Uh... They're just like, bah, bah. I don't know how to do this like vocally. Their but-
0: arms, but their arms like kind of like move back and forth in a very. It's just so. This movie is so odd. Yeah. Like I, you can't hate it for being odd, but it's just so.
2: So strange. and this, this is going to be weird for for it to bother me as much as it did. And and I start off by saying like I know there's a lot of phrases that you say with no real context, like "I love you" or "Sure, man, I'll do your podcast," <laughs> but. <laughs> Hitler, of all people, cannot say no more Mr. Nice Guy. He hasn't been able to say that since 1940.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, are you, is, does he say that in his gigantic Hitler speech?
1: It's, it's in oh. Mein Kampf somewhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so, oh, so the zombies show up, murder everybody at the house. And now they're zombies. So now it's, like, zombies versus zombie werewolves and zombie midgets and stuff. And then the townspeople people get involved. And it's, like, this whole big convoluted mess. Meanwhile, the, the zombies just march off to where they're supposed to perform. And they perform for this talent scout who is just, like, so over the top with how much he enjoys the band. Like, like he's, like... It's, like, the equivalency of, like, he's, like, holding a chair and, like, banging it. And he's, like, yeah! like... It's like <laughs>
2: cancel all my appointments for the next yeah, month like, like it's,
1: <laughs> it's literally like um you're like any human being that's listening to this is dad's sense of humor of like when rodney dangerfield shows up somewhere like know what i mean like he's like <laughs> yeah. throws on like journey any way you want he's just like oh let's get slayed yeah like he's like just <laughs> dancing and like the song is not even that great it's not like okay by the way
0: the song is called Cassie. You're right, Brian. Jesse is the name of the bass player. Cassie's the girl. Yeah, Cassie is the girl, God. and and that girl is like footloose. Um, oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, the the pastor's daughter girl. Um, yeah, but she's like uh,
0: she's supposed supposed to be that
1: character. I yeah, think. no, that makes sense. But yeah. like there, like this is so. Here's the thing, in our notes, like, I, and I think all of us can agree on this. There's the first 30 minutes, which is just music. Then there's like this middle mm-hmm. part with like the Hitler stuff. And then it's back to like just music while it like occasionally cuts to like townsfolk being murdered. Uh So there's that. Uh, so um I just have to interject
0: one thing and then we'll go on from there. I have so many notes and I am not really utilizing them because I don't even we'll know the how to bad. parse yeah. them anymore.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just, ins- well, because like, I, so I'll say my last note, and then we'll just kind of, like, dispense any additional shit that we have. Because, like, it's it's hard to even, like, interject notes in the plot line, because there's really only 20 yeah, there's no twenty pl- minutes of story and an hour of, like, bad music. And this movie
0: is so yet, long. Like, I actually have a note that's like, I'm only halfway dude, through this movie. The,
1: this movie, its actual running time is an hour and 40 minutes, and that is beyond unnecessary. <laughs> like, mm. this is like an yeah. hour ten movie- <laughs> Easy, like this is like you don't need to go past the ninety-minute mark on this movie. You don't have that much to say, Hard Rock Zombies. um <laughs> The only thing that I still love about this movie, it's the only thing that I ever remember about this movie, and it's probably the only reason I picked this movie. If I'm being honest, is the weird midget zombie slowly eating himself throughout the throughout the movie. He's uh, the
0: he, yeah. That was that was yeah. That that's was like sick.
1: the best part in this entire movie.
0: It wasn't bad. I thought it's. This is terrible. Like, everything about this movie <laughs> is just terrible. I hated it. I, I'm My, not, like,
1: upset that I watched it, but I'm just so gobsmacked. Like This uh, is the worst sound mix of any movie we have ever watched.
0: I don't know, man. I know that there was something that we watched where everything, literally everything, was ADR'd. And I can't remember what it, what it was. I but would have
1: taken ADR off of this, like, inside of a house with no additional, like, audio touch-up.
0: You know what we should do is we should get the audio from this movie... And I'll just like turn it into a wave file, add just a tiny little bit of reverb, and it'll make this movie so much better. Because it'll sound like they're not inside of a a cardboard box. I was
1: going to say we should ADR this movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine we would have to spend over an hour and 40 minutes ADRing (laughs) it? No way in hell.
1: All right, so that's all I have to say. You guys, you guys go through whatever
2: I have additional so stuff.
0: That I had to take a break.
2: <laughs> I was like, I was like yeah.
0: physically tired of of being like, God, I, I, I just I shut my brain off. I don't even know what I'm missing. Like, there's a, there's, there's, like, so first of all, I I, ha- I do have a note about how not hard this band is. I said they make Journey sound like Slayer. Oh,
1: I I just figured out what one note said. I had this one note that I skipped over because I couldn't figure out what it said. It's, it says, "Are they covering Mickey?" <laughs> like, there's a song. There's yeah. a song in this movie that sounds exactly like Mickey. Yeah,
0: yeah. But the, oh man, everything about this movie is so uninspired. But I imagine that it was probably like entertaining if you were if it was like 1986 and you're like, "Hey, I like quote unquote hard rock," and I don't know what Slayer is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But like uh speaking of Slayer, Show No Mercy was released in eighty three and then Rain and Blood was actually, I believe, eighty-five. So uh like the ultimate of like extreme metal of the of the very early eighties came out either the year of Hard Rock Zombies or the year after. And that just makes me laugh because I feel like the people that did this movie were like, We're really we have our finger on the pulse of underground music right now <laughs> and they don't. <laughs> but then we we have The second time, when the the band picks up the blonde, she's carrying a sword and no one asks why.
2: Yeah. Yeah, she just has. Yeah,
0: and they're not like – they're turned on by her and they're not questioning like what she's wearing or uh, the fact that she has a sword or that she's like, come stay at my house and it's like very obviously a murder house. Then they get there and the one short person, the guy that's not wearing a mask, has – He's wearing like a machete on his leg. It's and it, it is the le- it goes from his waistband because it's like connected to his buckle belt buckle. It goes all the way to his shoe and I'm like, man, that really just, how is that not putting off some alarm bells in these guys' heads?
2: No red flags were raised.
0: None, none at all. And then they they do the gag with the hand <sighs> that they cut off of the guy in the beginning scene. And she's like, "Oh, it's just a, it's just a fake hand." And they're like, "Ha ha ha!" And then she, she and the one midget go, and they put it back in formaldehyde. And it's like, "Hey, check out my sweet hand collection." Where are they getting all these hands? Yeah.
2: God, you guys are just making me more angry. I thought we were well, done with this movie. We're gonna get a lot.
0: You're gonna get a lot more angry when I remind you of the part that nothing says hard rock like a montage of your band. Then they're dancing across a bridge. and Then they're heel-clicking like total badasses, and then they're dancing in the street, showing skateboard tricks, disco moves, synchronized disco moves, fast-forwarding, like, they they have, like, a fast-forward bit. It's weird where they, like, speed up and then slow down. And then they do and the, there are photo ops and they're spraying beer at kids and everybody's like laughing, having fun. And then they're doing a mime bus stop act. And then they're like goofing around with thongs that they've found. Oh, and then they get sent. To jail. I,
2: I, but the best, the best part about that is the repeat of the same footage of the disapproving faces. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like it was just yeah. three guys shaking their head and you could tell it was the same clips over and over again.
0: And And how is this, Like, I don't know where they are, but for a town that really hates rock and roll music and seems like very, very uptight and supposed to be like a 1940s town. There are a lot of Brown people, (laughs) you know, like, I don't know if they're Hispanic or not, but like there, there are minorities that are showing up in the, um, in the montage scene here. And they're all like laughing uncomfortably looking around. And then they're not in the, any of the scenes where anything else happens. And I'm like, are they just in like the bad quote unquote part of town where the where the middle is the you know like the the middle class white folks that were in charge of the town hall meeting aren't I don't yeah. know I, I guess I'm giving way too much credit to this movie but oh just I, I'm I'm my brain actually hurts again trying to remember why I wrote down some of these things so I I, I did actually have a note early on that Jesse respects women which is so not true. Because at the very beginning, when the manager is trying to get all the groupies in at their first show, Jesse's like, oh, man, I don't want to do that. And I'm like, oh, Jesse respects women. Cool. I respect you, Jesse. And then he starts hitting on the little girl outside the show. And she's like, don't come to bumfuck whatever this new bog, the town that they're going <laughs> to. Um, and, and he's like, and he immediately starts hitting on her. I'm like, I don't know about this guy. And then she like throws them a wad of money to get them out. And then he's like, Come here, little girl, and they have that whole like weird, awkward, um he's like, I think you're cute scene, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. and then another and I'm like, I'm starting to wonder about this guy even harder. And then they meet up and he in the that like busted up truck and they have another pointless conversation and he gives her a ring and like holds her hand and I'm like, Oh man, he does not respect women. He's just a sex like he's a I'm predator. Yeah, he's 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 a bad dude, and he's the good guy. And at the end of this movie, I, we haven't mentioned the fact that, like, okay, so the Hard Rock zombies kill all the Nazis, I guess, and then they get killed or something, and then they get buried. Oh, 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 she has to play the tape backwards. Is that right?
2: Yeah, they had to get them into the gas chamber, which obviously— Oh, was-
0: that joke is so inappropriate. <laughs> Holy
2: yeah, no, that's not okay. <laughs> and that's not okay today, let alone like 40 1985. years. <laughs> yeah, it
0: was only 40 years after the Holocaust. I'm kind of wondering if Krishna Shah, the guy that is the mastermind behind Hard Rock Zombies, was a Holocaust denier. Yeah, he just I seems this is
1: like, he's like trying to show how silly it is. Like, look how impossible this is.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, the Holocaust happened? How? By zombies? <laughs>
1: So if you believe in the Holocaust, you must believe in werewolves, too. Yeah, and I quote, (laughs) Vampires? My favorite thing about vampires is that they always wake you up before they (laughs) go-go. Oh, Oh, that's a good joke. I was not even (laughs)
0: implied. Man, that's good. That's good. So, yeah, they get... So those hard rock zombies get buried again, and then Cassie comes, and she's like, I love you. I'll never leave you. And then... Jesse's hand like comes out of the, the grave again and she like kisses that dirty hand.
1: I'm like, Oh, she did not get paid enough to kiss that. Like, <laughs> well, so here's the thing that bothers me about that. Think about the har- think about the horrifying implication of that movie. Like that ending is that like, he's just alive, just chilling down there <laughs> for all it eternity. Was, like what's stopping him <laughs> from just getting out
0: of that grave. Cause like when they come out of the grave at the first time, they are literally covered in three inches yeah, of dirt.
1: That is that is the definition of a shallow grave. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah. no, that's the definition of a shallow budget
1: because they <laughs> had no the money to actually fucking put them
0: in a cool sort of apparatus for them to come out of the grave. They were just like, here, let's let's put some of this mulch yeah. on you.
1: Not even in a no, not even no. in a in a coffin or anything. Just very unceremoniously dropped into a hole. It was probably like a hole that Ava dug when she was a wolf. and they were just like. Oh, <laughs>
2: I, like... oh, <laughs> I did I did like the message they were going for, and that's my closing note, which was, the whole town thought rock and roll was evil, but in the end, rock and roll stopped the evil. We all learned something. <laughs> closing credits.
0: Uh, except for the fact that town thought that Elvis and Marilyn Monroe were intellectual
2: icons. Yeah. I missed that, and I didn't take a note, but the funniest part of that movie that like I wish... Like, I I wish I could appreciate it, but the rest of the movie sucked, was the whole idea of the heads stopping the zombies and then everyone just getting murdered. That scene was so fucking entertaining to me. Had it been done on a better budget with a better storyline, better actors and everything differently, I love it. So basically nothing
0: like what it (laughs) actually happened.
1: Hi, I'm Robert Bacon, and my friend Marie Maloney and I started a podcast called Adam Sandler, Please Stop. The entire thing is just trying to get you to cry, and I didn't cry until the end when we were talking about the <laughs> youngest <is> numbers. <laughs> Sometimes we have a blast.
2: I think, also, I think it's Billy's age.
1: It's 100% Billy <laughs> Most of the time it's awful. Chris Rock just got murdered.
2: Not stabbed murdered, like real prison murdered. He He got got
1: bombed! It is a complete retrospective of Adam Sandler films past, present, and unfortunately future.
2: A pineapple flying
1: out of a car (laughs) with dramatic music played over it? Explain to me how that's not comedy, (laughs) Murray. So if you used to be a huge Adam Sandler fan like us, but not so much anymore, then this podcast is for you. We're free and on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, and on our website, adamsandlerpleasestop.com.
2: All
1: right, so what did you guys watch this week? All right,
0: uh, I'll, I'll kick it off here. Um, I have to tell you guys, <clears throat> I watched The Guyver Two. Oh. Wow. Wow. And- I was not Matt was not wrong. That movie fucking rules. <laughs> it is so much it's like everything good about the Guyver times 10. It kind of felt like Swamp thing too yeah. to me because like it's just rubber suit monsters fighting. It's bullshit. It's like not enough money to get a really good movie out of it, but it is so charmingly entertaining. Well, it's...
1: I, I always say that Guyver 2 is, like, the first Guyver, but someone actually gave a shit.
0: Like... Yeah,
1: and it's, like, the... the, the
0: And it wasn't trying to be kid-friendly. Yeah.
1: Like, I think that that goes a long way, is it just is a violent, violent movie.
0: Yeah, and, and I also... Um, so I watched Guyver 2, and then I watched the first episode of the actual anime, um, and... and I was shocked, and I sent Matt a, Matt a message about this, but I wanted to say it here as well. Um, the The intro of the Guyver anime. I don't. I, I don't know when it happens, but uh, in the actual show, but when he fights and kills the rhino looking uh, zoonoid, he shoots lasers out of his eyes, and they pop the zoonoid's eyeballs, and then he punches it in the fucking nose, and it smashes its face in. That happens in the actual Guyver Two when he defeats that Zoonoid. and so that means to me that I I think that the anime was first. Is that correct? correct? So that means that the person that did Guyver Two, Dark Hero, actually watched and and appreciated the anime. Yeah,
1: which is so rare. So no.
0: like that, that, and that's awesome. That it show that I think think shows the amount of heart that. Giver 2 actually has. I'm not saying it's a great movie or that I would come back to it very often, but if somebody if, if somebody else wanted to watch it, I'd be like, let's fucking watch Giver 2. You know, like, it's, it's a goofy movie with rubber suit monsters, but it does everything right. It's a really good time, and you were not wrong to suggest it. Yay!
1: Because <laughs> sometimes I take wow. a risk on those suggestions.
0: <laughs> well, is the way that you said it that I was like, you know, I I don't think that he will be blowing smoke. <laughs> so yeah, really good.
1: All right. Um, I'll go next. Uh, as uh, I do every month, I will be sending a list of all of the reviews uh, for the month of February in our February newsletter. Um, so I'm going to keep this short. But tying into the fact that we watched Hard Rock Zombies, I watched another movie that involved music, Pitch Perfect 3. And it was better than Pitch Perfect 2, but it is not nearly as good as Pitch Perfect 1. uh, And you can get a more full review on that in the newsletter. And I rewatched a (laughs) slasher film from, I believe, the exact same year as Hard Rock Zombies. A classic little slasher that I think Brian has a little bit of history with, uh, Alice Sweet Alice. I actually love that movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's a yeah. fun movie.
2: Um, I've never it watched is like it. A, no, it's like a great, it's not it's, even like, oh, this is so bad, it's entertaining. Like, it is a it is a good movie.
1: It's a really gritty, like, proto-slasher film from the early, early 80s.
0: Yeah, I know what it is. I just have never thought that it was, I thought that it was just mediocre, but... If you guys are saying it's good, I'll totally watch give it, it.
1: Give it a shot. It's, it's, um, it, they talk about it on the commentary track a little bit. Cause I listened to the commentary track as well is that basically it was one of those movies where the guy had been working on this film for years and like, he finally got a studio to buy it. And then the studio went under and like allowed the movie to fall into public domain so, like, the film, just kind of in the same vein as, like, uh, Night of Living Dead, got a really bad reputation because everything, every copy of it was, like, a shitty-ass bootleg. Uh, so, like, yeah. kind of just had that tone of, like, oh, this is just, like, some garbage movie that no one wanted type feeling. Um, but then, like, a, maybe in, like, the late 90s, someone figured out where the copyright lied and was able to, like, get it back to the director and he could, like, do what he wanted to do with the movie. So it's it's a good film. I don't think it's like a masterpiece, but it's a fun movie. All right, Brian, what did you watch this week?
2: <laughs> I am very late to the to the party, but I finally started watching Ash vs Evil Dead on Netflix. Holy
0: shit, dude. I was going to say something about that next week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I did. I started watching that, and I don't know, I don't want to offend anybody. My this is my opinion on it so so far is that I enjoy the storyline very much, so um I love the special effects and the makeup. And it, so it's easy to watch. The only thing that makes it difficult to watch is I feel like they are really striking out for comedy for me. Like everything in the show, Scott, I don't know if you agree or disagree, just the comedy is so forced. Like it's like the one scene he's like, don't break these light bulbs. And then he like picks up the box and all the light bulbs fall on the ground. And then when he tries to pick them up, he steps on them to break them more and insanity ensues. Like it's just like really cheesy comic. I forgot yeah. about
1: that scene, but yeah, that sounds like something straight out of, like, a Mr. Show skit. <laughs> like, yeah. Like.
2: Yeah, well, so how many episodes are you in? Uh, I believe I watched three. I just watched... Uh, I, I finished the episode where they took care of the girl's mom.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So you I actually are at the episodes. exact
0: same spot that I am. I only started <laughs> episode four two days ago. Um, and I love it like i i I hate slapstick like that, and I feel like the the light bulb scene that you're talking about it's in episode one, it's slapstick, and i I got real worried. <laughs> I was like, oh man, maybe it's episode two, but it doesn't matter. It was early on, and um i was I was pretty worried that it was gonna be annoying, but i take- I guess I'm not really taking much to heart with it. I'm just letting it kind of wash over me. Yeah, the show in general, and the special effects are so good and so gory. Like there are decapitations that are like right up in your face, and and I I just love it so much. I didn't realize I loved Evil Dead's like the Deadites so much because I think that this I think it looks like Evil Dead 2. but I feel yeah. like it has the kind of the comedic. Intentions of Army of Darkness, and I don't really love Army of Darkness. I know that that's everybody's favorite of the trilogy, but I I've always been of the mind where Evil Dead Two is the best mm-hmm. of this of the series. Um, I I feel like I can ignore the jokes because I get that gore, and you like we watch so much bad shit on this show, and I for this show that when you get. Sam Raimi level skill and then he you get like his legacy of having done (laughs) Army of Darkness and then he did Spider-Man for three movies Do you do all three of them yeah he did all three of them um and he's he's got like a lot of money that he can throw at Ash vs. Evil Dead and I feel like even his name recognition alone makes it so that no matter how bad that show gets I'm gonna watch and enjoy it
2: yeah no, the storyline and everything is good enough just to keep me on it. I just yeah. wish they would tone. I, I, I just hope it gets darker as the seasons go on and not more lighthearted. It, I
0: think it, that gets, it gets darker, darker throughout, darker throughout
1: that season. One.
2: Okay,
0: season good. Two, I know that people had a lot of problems with season two, so we'll get there. Yeah
1: I've, yeah, I've only seen season one, but I remember it gets the comedy starts to fall to the wayside as it gets like heavier and heavier. So I would stick with it, Brian. I think you'll like the later episodes more.
2: Cool, cool, cool. Well,
1: that was Hard Rock Zombies from 1985 as selected by me. So, uh, sorry. Um, next week, we're going to be watching a movie that was picked by Scott. Uh, hey, Brian, do you want to join us? Sure. Oh, man, you're going to love it. Uh, so, it's You're going to see right through the plot. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, you can always tell us movies that you'd like us to watch by emailing us at hmnpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Thank you so much for everybody who has donated to our Patreon account. When you do so, you get all types of cool stuff. You get our newsletter. Uh, Certain people get the specialty Skype calls once a month that are usually a ton of fun. Um, There's so much cool stuff that's going on. You definitely want to be a part of the HMN family. Uh, Next month, we're going to be at Monster Mania, so we're doing everything we can to try to have some type of information for a live event for that coming up soon. But we are here for you guys thank you so much for all the years that you've dedicated to us so far and for many many years more we're trying our best and we're going to keep pushing forward uh so come in next week where we're going to be watching a movie that just summarizes valentine's day it's going to be valentine's day next week we'll do something really nice and valentinesy uh a a nice hit would be like doctor doctor give me the news i've got a bad case of loving you like that's kind of where we're heading in this direction so tune in next week guys